thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to This Week in Wellness with Brett Hill. Real news, real health, real quick. Hi, I'm Brett Hill. And this week in wellness, phase three trials of a coronavirus vaccine being developed by AstraZeneca in conjunction with Oxford University have been suspended after an unexplained illness. The potential vaccine, which Australia has already secured 33.8 million doses of, has had its trials paused in order to allow for a review by an independent committee. Australia has also locked in 51 million doses of a potential vaccine being developed by the University of Queensland and CSL, meaning that with those two commitments alone, they'll have access to a number of vaccines more than triple that of the Australian population. Federal Health Minister Greg Hunt was quoted as saying that AstraZeneca didn't expect there would be a significant delay and that they haven't changed the timeframes for any of their deliveries for Australia. The Australian government planned to roll out the 84 million doses, quote-unquote, free of charge across the next year, including 3.8 million doses of the Oxford vaccine, aka the AstraZeneca vaccine, as early as next January. Vaccine experts have labelled this time frame ambitious and optimistic, given the historic time frames for safe vaccine production. Australian vaccine expert Tony Cunningham was quoted as saying that these types of severe adverse events were relatively common, going on to say that this shows that you need to do these things properly. You're dealing with, potentially, the health of hundreds of millions of people, and that's why these trials take time. They can't be rushed. AstraZeneca's US traded shares fell more than 6% in after-hours trading, following the reports of the trial being paused. As always, the links are in the show notes. Now, my opinion on this is I think this really shines a light on what is a concerning development in terms of vaccine production. I think a lot more transparency needs to be provided here, particularly in terms of how public funds are spent. This is, after all, a company, AstraZeneca, we're talking about, that made over a billion dollars in 2019. So the questions that I'd love answered are, how much public money has been spent on, quote unquote, securing these vaccines? And do we get a refund if the vaccine turns out to be a bust? Or does the public purse wear the risk? I'd also like to know how many charitable donations have they received to conduct this research? And how much money they've been promised if the trials are successful? As well as that, what guarantees and protections have been put in place to protect the manufacturers from litigation if the vaccine goes ahead as planned and has negative side effects as we've seen in some of these studies, or at least potentially seen in these studies? And if there are negative side effects as a result of the vaccine and the manufacturers are shielded from any consequences of that, then who does pay? Does that come back to the public purse again? I'd like to know then, how much money does AstraZeneca stand to make from the production of a vaccine where they've had public help every step of the way? If the vaccine is funded by the public, purchased with a public purse, and the public wears the consequences of the side effects if there are any, then why isn't it a publicly owned vaccine? You know, they say that these vaccines are free of charge to the public. That's what the health minister is saying, but it's hardly free of charge. Every single one of us are paying for these vaccines through our taxes. And so I think it's fair to say that we'd like to know where that money is getting spent. Are we funneling money into a billion dollar company, more than a billion dollar company, a company that made a billion dollars last year? And if so, are we getting a good return on our investment? Or are there better ways of going about doing it? So... I think much more time and research needs to be invested in not just ensuring these vaccines are safe and effective, as appears to be being done, and hopefully done to the nth degree and not rushed through, but also to ensure that the Australian taxpayer is getting good value for money. 
You've been listening to This Week in Wellness with Brett Hill. To continue the conversation, find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash This Week in Wellness. If you like this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes. And for more information about this and other projects from me, head to drbretthill.com. This podcast is brought to you by Exercising Resilience. Would you like to be personally mentored by me to help you transform your feelings of fear, anxiousness and hopelessness into feelings of strength and resilience? Would you like to feel more resilient physically, mentally and financially? I've created a group mentoring program called Exercising Resilience. And right now, you can sign up for a free 30-day trial. That's 30 days of free daily access to me in a private group. Two free group mentoring calls, a 21-day resilience challenge, and access to a highly motivated tribe of people to support you along your way. Just head to exercisingresilience.com or click on the link in the show notes to get your free no-obligation month of resilience mentoring. That's exercisingresilience.com. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.